But there's also the downside of you're spending $350 for this when you could spend like $50 less and get an Xbox Series S or $50 more and get a PlayStation Digital, PlayStation 5 Digital. You see my point? Yeah. Where it's just like you're you're spending $350, but you're still rocking like some old Gen 10. Hello, hello. Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 48. I'm your host, Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, you're having a phenomenal day, and hopefully, you also had a phenomenal 4th of July. Hopefully, everyone came back with all 10 fingers. If you didn't, F's in the chat for you. You know, good luck with the remaining of your fingers there. Uh, we had a nice little break week. Had to take care of some stuff, uh, you know. Just kind of relax, vibe, have a good time. Uh, Join with me, as always. I do have Zach here in the studio. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It was sort of weird... Last week when I went, when it's Saturday hit, I went, oh, I don't got to do a podcast. Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It, it, it was kind of a weird feeling where it's just like, oh, damn, I don't have that commitment today. What, what am I going to do with my time? What am I going to do with my time, man? Uh, but if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like the video, give us a subscribe. We greatly appreciate that. We are on our way to 100 subscribers, which means we can have our own custom URL. So shout out to that. That's, that's, that's actually pretty exciting there. <laughs> Um, make sure to go also go check out my other podcast, Animan Plus. You can go follow that at Twitter at Animan Podcast. You can also go follow us at Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast. And uh, I don't have anything for Zach to click for the screen, but we are going to be launching another podcast here very soon. Uh, a terrible football show is on the way. So if you are a football fan, make sure to check that out. We do already have a Twitter set up uh, at Terrible FB Show. So go give us a follow there. Stay up so you can stay up to date on what's on the way. Alex. Yes. I saw that. <clears throat> And the Twitter went up, and I saw your very f- hand-drawn... The, the banner? Yep. Did you like the banner? It took me a moment. I was looking at everything and went, what's those weird colors? What the hell? I want you to know that uh, it was a very serious debate between Tyler and I if we wanted to go with the more serious official logo or the meme. We, we talked about it for a good while. That's not a debate. It, we, 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 it, was, it was a pretty big debate there for a little bit on which one we were going to use. Because they're both good in their own right, man. Right. They're both good in their own, in, in their own right. Uh, really excited for that show to come back. You know, We had a football podcast like a year or two ago. And honestly, it didn't do too bad. It really didn't. You know, there's, a very good, uh, spe- there's a very good market out there for sports podcasts, especially football. So I'm really excited to jump into that one with my boy Tyler here. Uh, we, we should be actually launching episodes, I think, sometime in August. The first f- few batch of episodes should be coming out, and then we'll officially kick off a weekly schedule in uh, September. So really looking forward to that. Uh, last bit of plugs here. You can, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. Uh, don't feel obligated, though. Just listen to the show is enough. Be a friend. Tell a friend that you're listening. Uh, but again, if you want to support us further, if you're able to support us further, the Patreon is the, is the best place to go. All right. With that said, uh, you know, like I already mentioned earlier, we did take a break last week. So let's go through a quick recap of everything that happened uh, during the break week and just give some brief thoughts on it. Don't take up a lot of time. First up, uh, Diablo Mortar. Uh, Immortal Alpha is now closed, so there's my Diablo Immortal plug for the episode. Got that. Got two more to go. Um, Conquer Live and Reloaded was added to Games with Gold. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, this one, this one is actually pretty exciting for me personally. Uh, so a law was passed for NCAA athletes to be paid for endorsement sponsorships, etc. And if you're a sports fan, you already know that. Like literally at 1201, 
there was like a quarterback already posting that he like got was sponsored with uh, Milo's tea like immediately. So, but what that means is that EA then con- you know put out a comment about the possibility of athletes being in the new college football game that is set to come out, I believe, in twenty twenty three. So that's further pushing us to get our college football games back, which is a really exciting thing. Uh, PlayStation did officially purchase House House Mark, who made Returnal, but there was also an accidental posting from the PlayStation Japan where they put up the entire you know layout of hey we purchased Housemark that was the all the con that was all the text and everything but then the picture was showing they were going to purchase Bluepoint so be on the lookout for that as of now we have still not got the official announcement for the Bluepoint purchase but it should be on the way PlayStation did also announce the purchase of another game studio drawing a blank on the name they don't necessarily make games they're just good at porting games uh, you know a lot of the stuff they've done before is working on games bringing them over to PC Makes sense, right? So basically, what what this company is going to get going to get to do for PlayStation now is that they're going to be kind of handling like the finer details and any sort of bugs for all their games going over to PC instead of like like you know with like Horizon Forbidden uh, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. There was a decent amount of bugs and it, you know there was a lot of Gorilla um, uh, developers that were kind of stuck on that. So this that's where this studio is going to come into play. Uh, this one is actually really exciting for me, and I imagine you as well. Uh, Casey Hudson, who everyone, if you're a gamer, should know, was the lead developer of the Mass Effect trilogy over at Bioware. He has started his new studio, uh, which further drives the nail in the coffin that we've uh, safely assumed that he is not coming back to Bioware this time. Because yep. he left at one point, he came back, and now he left again. This is very safely saying, okay, he's not coming back to Bioware. Uh, but he did start a new studio called uh, Humanoid Studios, and they are beginning to work on a brand new IP. So that is really exciting. Uh, Bioware, though, they did recently confirm that there will be no Dragon Age or Mass Effect at the EA Play Live, which I believe was on July 27th, so don't get your expectations up there. Uh, NetherRealm officially moves on to their next project, Mortal Kombat. I think it's 11, right? That's the latest one. Yeah, that's the last one that just came out. Okay, they are officially done with 11. No more DLC. Moving on to the next project. What is it? We'll see. Maybe Mortal Kombat 12, maybe something else. I don't know. Uh, Atari is apparently going away from free-to-play and mobile strategy to focus on premium games for PC and consoles. All right, get back in, getting back into the game. All right, you know, let's, see, let's see what they can do. Uh, Kojima's next game seems to be an Xbox exclusive. There was a lot of stuff online where the contract was pretty much coming to a close, as well as this was really shitty. There was a uh, either like a petition or GoFundMe or something set up by fans to basically try to reverse that, where they're just like, no, he needs to stay on PlayStation. This is dumb. And I'm just like, that's pathetic. That is. That is absolutely pathetic. Uh, Todd Howard of Bethesda recently said that Elder Scrolls 6 is still in design phase, or as he said, it's best to think of it still in design phase. That's the way that he put it. So we're still a very long ways away from that. We already knew that. We have a map. What actually is on the map we'll get back to you. (laughs) Exactly. We have a map. We have like the, the, the titles, you know, a little you know, that's it. That's all we got. So, uh, there were some insiders that were saying that GTA six is going to be a 25 to 26 release window. Um, I can see that, you know, I've been kind of hard set on the years that I've talked about because mm-hmm. of the marketing budget. Now, granted the marketing budget could always change, but I would say anywhere from like 23 to 26 is going to be the GTA six range. That, that'd be, that'd be my assumption there. Uh, this one was kind of, kind of disappointing. Uh, Nintendo apparently turned down an ultra realistic F zero game. 
that's kind of disappointing. Would really love to see a return for that that franchise there. Um, and then also Skyward Sword HD, we need to see some more quality of life improvements, such as skippable cutscenes, uh, optional fire help, uh, streamlined item info, enhanced frame rates, and you can, like some button layouts that can be changed and stuff. I know the cutscenes is one that got a lot of people happy, and it's the same thing with optional fire help because like yeah. a lot of people have they're you know the, the diehard Skyward fans, you know that they love. You know they love uh f- you know Fi they love the game whatever but for the most part everyone considers Fi just an absolutely terrible companion so worse ha- than Navi yeah worse than Navi so having the optional help is is probably gonna be good for a lot of first timers here and then of course we did have Ghost of Tsushima director's cut it was officially revealed and that does come with the Island of Ikishima expansion uh this did cause up a little bit of controversy online because of how the pricing layout's going to be so it's just going to be a 70 dollars price tag for the ps5 version a 60 dollars price tag for the ps4 version and if you already own ghost like you know it's going to be 20 dollars for the ps4 dlc that's about normal and then it'll be 30 dollars if you own ghost on ps4 you can pay 30 bucks and get the PS5 director's cut, which is basically what I would do in this situation. Uh, but that's all the big stuff that kind of came out on during the week that we were on break. Uh, Zach, do you have any major takeaways or any comments on any of this stuff? I mean, the Ghost of Shushima stuff, I mean, the price point is actually very nice because we already know next-gen console games are going to be set at a bit of a higher price. So that's sort of be expected. And then... The director's cut doing the usual thing that any director's cut and just coming out of base regular market price. Then the actual just DLC edition is also nice. Yeah. Because usually, I mean, as you said, $20 about what a lot of DLCs are. But some DLCs, they'll just be almost $10 less than regular market price. So and right. only being $20 is nice. Yeah, and you know, I will say one thing that that is kind of interesting about how this uh, this cross uh, price is going is that as of now, like for the most part, Xbox is just setting their next gen stuff still at sixty bucks. Like Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite is gonna be sixty bucks for yeah. the, for the Series X. But meanwhile, Sony with PlayStation, they're like they're walking a very tight line here mm-hmm. of that you know cross generation you know games, and they're 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 trying to figure it out. Um, you know, I, I can understand people's frustration on it. I can because it's just like, why would you, you know, why would you spend ten dollars more if you don't have it at all? When I spend sixty and it's still play on the PS Five, I get it. I mean, but I mean at the same time, like you're still gonna buy it. You know, like you're still yeah. gonna buy it. It's still gonna be a great game. Like, I mean, if you really absolutely hate it, don't buy it. You know, it's it's that it's that simple. You know, it's kind of like what everyone was saying involving uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Everyone's like, oh, there's gonna be no national decks. You know, fuck Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's like. If you feel that way, don't buy the game. That's simple. And then what happens? Becomes one of the highest selling games in Pokemon history. Uh, still waiting for Pokemon Gun. Yep, still waiting for Pokemon Gun. Big depressy there. Uh, another one that was a big takeaway for me is, is Conquer Live and Reloaded. Uh, going to games yeah, with gold. Yeah, that would be good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have I don't have gold. I don't play my Xbox really anymore. But but me as a diehard Conquer fan, seeing that got me so excited because there's going to be so many people that's never even played Live and Reloaded. We'll get the chance mm-hmm. to play it. And there's going to be a lot of people that played Bad Fur Day on the N64 yep. and never got to play the the remake of Live and Reloaded. And you're in for a treat. Live and Reloaded 
Reloaded is literally probably one of my top five or top ten favorite games of all time. Like, I absolutely love that game. I have it up on, a, like, a fucking pedestal in my office right now. Yep. Yeah, like, on its own shelf, up on the wall, looking pretty. I love that game, man. So, if you have games with gold and you've never played it, definitely check out Conquer Live and Reloaded. And then, of course, I'm very excited uh, for all the student athletes out there that are going to be able to get paid off their name, which can further help set us up for college football return. That is very exciting for me personally. Uh, with that said, let's go over to more current news. What do we have going on this past week for us to kind of talk about and react to? Uh, first thing here, The Last of Us Season 1, the show coming from HBO, is set to have 10 episodes for the first season. Uh, the next one that we have here is a sealed Zelda cartridge officially sells at $870,000 in a bid. That is, that is insane. We just had like two or three months ago a sealed Super Mario Brothers cartridge sell for like I could be wrong on the number, but I want to say it was in the 600s, like 625K, and then Zelda just blows it out of the water. Like, that's just absolutely insane. It was, like, ranked at a 9, I believe. Uh, But, man, that's you got. I respect the dedication there to buy that. People wonder why Nintendo just constantly re-releases stuff. Right? (laughs) (laughs) There's a demand for it, man. There's a demand for it. Uh, next thing we have here is the day that this episode is coming out. Um, Red Dead Online is getting its next like little patch, its next little expansion DLC called Blood Money. Come with some new game modes and a couple other things. And I think Rockstar is going to be putting out some more like trailers on it on the day that it comes out, and as well as a little bit before. And you know, seeing that, my first question is, Yo, Rockstar, when are we getting the next gen uh, patch for Red Dead? You know. I want to be able to fill, use the adaptive triggers, you know. You know, let's use the PS5 controller to its fullest advantage in Red Dead 2. I mentioned for a Red Dead 2 playthrough right now. That's why, but I'm trying to hold off until we maybe get, like, the, you know, the, like the update that may not probably happen until next year. You know it would be awful? Hmm. If the adaptive triggers don't actually work for the guns and just allows you to use, do lasso tricks. That would still be fun, though. <laughs> I mean, at this point, anything I, anything out of Red Dead Two is cool with me, man. Yeah. I love I love that Red game. Red Dead's a good game. But if I had to make a prediction, I must say next year because this year they're obviously focusing on GTA yeah. uh, GTA Five coming to next gen this uh, November. So I'd probably say next year. Uh, CD uh, CD Project Red did confirm that the Witcher Three next gen update, however, is coming this year with free DLC items inspired from the show. So that's good. But hey, where, what about Cyberpunk? What's going on with that? Is that still good for this year? Because you haven't confirmed that one. They there's, say it is, but they haven't like hard hammered it yet. They're still trying to fix stuff. Yeah, they're still trying to make sure that it's not completely a broken ass game. Uh, we did get an announcement for a RoboCop game, Rogue City. It's FPS going to be twenty twenty three for PC and consoles. That one kind of game out of left field. Did that? I mean, uh, wh- uh, how how big is the RoboCop fandom right now? I mean, it's still out there because RoboCop's a diehard film franchise, almost that's, like that's true. And I mean. You know, I saw the trailer for this come out, and I watched it, and the only thing I could think of, have you ever seen the uh, compilation on YouTube of somebody? It's the scene from RoboCop where he shoots the guy in the nuts to save the (laughs) woman. It's literally just a compilation of him, of pretty much, it's like a bunch of different guys and him just constantly (laughs) shooting in the nuts. And it's like a... 12, 15 minute video, if I remember correctly. No, I've never seen so that, but I'm going to have to find it. All I could think of was that, and I was like, God, now I'm going to have a ton of gameplay compilations of this crap. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I just thought that that announcement was kind of out of left field, but I mean, hey, RoboCop fans are going to be pumped up about that one. I mean, we got a Judge Dredd not that long ago. 
Yeah, we did. You're right. You're right. Uh, so Lord of the Rings Gollum is still set to come later this year. That's one that's been kind of, you know, missing in action here for a little while. Uh, Diablo 4 is the, apparently going to feature fully customizable characters. That's actually pretty interesting. Diablo 4 is a game that I am pretty uh, excited for. I'm also really excited not only for Diablo Immortal, but I'm also really excited for Diablo 2 coming out, I think, September, I think yep. is when it is. That, that's one that I am really pumped to play. But really excited for Diablo 4 and uh, you know having the, the fully customizable characters. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, another uh, pretty big game here that we've got going on is Final Fantasy 16. Uh, the producer recently said that the story is set in stone. English voice acting is nearly complete, uh, but we might not see the game at the Tokyo Game Show uh, here in like a month or two. Uh, but the producer did say the next time that the game is talked about, the release date will be close. So, I mean, that's something. That is something, but when's going to be the next time it's going to be talked about? That's the big question. And I just do want to shout out that uh, Square Enix did have Final Fantasy XIV's 14-hour stream just the other day. So if you want to go mess with that, it's out there. But it is all in Japanese, so good luck. Yeah, best of luck, basically. <laughs> uh, we also have set in stone for a Destiny 2 showcase on August 24th uh, with the caption, Survive the Truth. Uh, this is going to be basically setting up for the Witch Queen expansion, which we already knew about that was on the way because i mean they announced like the next three expansions late last year uh there's the one we just got like what was it called beyond the light i think I uh, so. then there's the witch queen and i'm drawing a blank on the last one but i think uh, i think i mean it was like back to back to back where wasn't it's like it, uh, 2021 2022 and 2023 boom 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 wasn't DX. it forsaken no that was an older one that w- that was an older one um but I mean, I mean, Bungie's still doing some good things over there with uh, Destiny Two. Remember really? when Destiny Two was only supposed to have like three expansions, and then that was going to be it? Yeah, and then the Bungie said, "Fuck you, Activision, I'm outie." <laughs> and then they they popped champagne literally the moment that it was official, and had a huge party at the office. Yep. If that tells you anything about how toxic Activision is, I, I don't know what does. I, f- you know, because we've heard so many reports over the over the years involving what it's been like at Blizzard, mm-hmm. uh, and just how much that's gone downhill. But uh, with all this quick news, uh, do you got any you know major takeaways or anything uh, from this week? Like you know, for me, I mean that uh, that uh, Zelda thing is just insane. Eight hundred and seventy. I mean, it is and it's not, but still, eight hundred and seventy k. Man, that's that's crazy. I mean, we always see this pop up every year. Now and again, of just old Nintendo cartridges, like even like a bit older one, like Track and Field, that one sold for a crap ton as well. A close right. uh, thing of that. I mean, I forgot that there was a Last of Us series coming out. Yeah, that is one that uh, I am looking forward to watching, and uh, I will be talking about it on our movie TV podcast. That is still in the works. That is still on the way. Sooner or later, just need a name for it. Honestly. <laughs> I'm still going with the Sparkle Showcast. The Sparkle Showcast? Yeah. Uh, Josh was saying Sparkle Vision <laughs> for one. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a movie TV podcast. And I'm I'm actually, to be brutally honest, I'm trying to start it here in the near future because I have, you know, I've been watching Loki recently. I'm about to go see Black Widow. There's a couple other movies coming out here pretty soon and this year that I'm going to be watching and that I'd like to talk about. So that is one that... Uh, could be on the horizon sometime this year. But, yeah, Last of Us Season 1, 10 episodes. I still don't know a set release window for that, though. I know The Witcher uh, the Witcher series, uh, Season 2, is coming out this December. I did oh, see nice. That. I did see that. Glad I just remembered that for the news here. Uh, but that is set to come out this December. Um, 
But uh, I mean, I think that's my general thoughts here for the for the quick news. So let's jump into the bigger stuff. So we finally got it this week. Uh, so we got three things to talk about here for the big news. All right, we got some Assassin's Creed stuff to talk about. What's going on with Assassin's Creed for us to give our thoughts on? Uh, we have a state of play from PlayStation to give our thoughts on, and lastly, Nintendo, the fabled quote unquote Switch Pro enhanced Switch, whatever was finally announced and it's not exactly what we thought we've been bamboozled once again where do you want to start which one which of the three you want to start with assassin's creed i feel like that's probably the smallest one i mean we could start with the bamboozling we'll go ahead and start with the bamboozling then all right yep so the nintendo switch oled model was revealed Uh, nintendo with their names man top tier uh and not only is it called the oled model it's parentheses OLED model. We got to make sure that we name it here correctly. Um, but it is set for a release for this year, October 8th. Uh, it is $350. It has a built-in LAN port to the dock, which is something that Nintendo has never had on a console. Nope. Even even the Dreamcast had a built-in LAN port. I didn't know that until the other day, but it did. <laughs> so come on, Nintendo. What are you doing? Um, it does have enhanced speakers for handheld uh, for handheld mode. It has a better stand for the for handheld mode. 7-inch OLED screen for handheld mode. The dock, however, can be bought separately if you want to have that built-in LAN port and not have some external, you know, some other adapter or whatever. But here's a little interesting thing about the dock. It's not going to be sold in retail stores. You can only buy on Nintendo's website. Um, all Everything that I said so far sounds pretty good, right? Like, it's like, okay, all right, we're getting there. This does sound like some good information. So, you know, what else we got? Nothing. That's that's it, dude. That's it. Uh, uh, yeah, we have no chip improvements. Uh, it is still going to be 1080p docked, and it's still going to be 720 handheld. But you know what it is going to still have? Ace Attorney. Hell yeah. So, uh, you know, Zach, man, I saw this come out, whatever. I saw this lineup, and the first thing I thought is like, man, I bet Zach immediately rushed and pre-ordered this son of a bitch so he's ready to play Ace Attorney because Ace Attorney comes out this month. And I'm I'm, yep. I'm, I'm assuming as soon as you saw this come out, you, you know, Jimmy's words just ran through your head where Jimmy's like, oh, I'm not going to play that on the old Switch. I'm going to get it on the new one and play it on its juicy goodness. You know, what actually ran through my head was, you know, this makes sense. Most of the rumors we heard were just saying they were having new screens made. Never mentioned anything about chips. See, all all we ever heard was that, you know, NVIDIA was working with uh, Nintendo. We knew that, you yeah. know, but uh, yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, there there was a, there was a lot of reports of a uh, of new actual hardware for the Switch in terms mm-hmm. of that. that. That's still the reports. But so here's what I think kind of happened. And I've seen a couple other people talk about this is that there's two different kind of reports that came out. And they kind of got mixed together into one where it's just like you have this source over here saying that, yeah, we're working with Nintendo with new screens and stuff. And you have this source over here, like, you know, devs and everything where it's just like, yeah, you know, we're working, you know, we we know of like, you know, you know, more powerful hardware for like the switch or something, Mm -hmm. you know, that which is apparently from what I'm still seeing. I don't want to talk about this all fucking year, you know, because we've been bamboozled ever since basically 2018 at this point. But 2022 there is supposed to apparently potentially be still a next gen switch like an actual next gen switch because i mean like one of the one of the guys one of the big insiders i follow jeff grubb whenever Mm -hmm. he kind of followed up on all this even he was saying it's like look everything i've been told all along from all my guys is that next year you know that's what i've been told all along so he's just like this is just kind of like here you go kind of handy over sort of thing but 
I don't know. When it comes to this, it's 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 a true Nintendo move. It is to release this and not give you any actual upgrade. I will say, if you are a big handheld player, buy this. If you play if you play the Switch a lot in handheld mode, and like especially if you're still like a, with an OG Day One Switch, for example, and you don't even have the Red Box Switch, and you play a lot of handheld, buy this. This is totally worth it. You know, the price points makes it a little sketchy. You know, it does. But, I mean, if you're a diehard Switch fan, you play a lot of Switch games and you play them in handheld mode, buy this, right? But if you play it docked, don't waste your money. No. It's, it's that simple. Um, you know, I will say uh, there's going you know, to be a lot of, like, competitive, like, Smash players or Splatoon players or something that's probably going to hit the dock up at least, you know, to make their lives a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you play, if you play docked, man, just don't, don't waste your money unless you just got the money to burn and you just want it. Cause don't get me wrong. The white switch does look really clean. I won't lie. It does look super clean, but I mean, it, like for me, there's no point in buying this. I mean, it's, I don't play handheld almost at all. I, I pray pretty much docked all the time. Um, but like I said, I know, um, you know, I know handheld players will, will, this is a huge benefit for them, but there's also the downside of you're spending $350 for this when you could spend like $50 less and get an Xbox series S or $50 more and get a PlayStation digital PlayStation five digital. You see my point where it's just like you're, you're spending three fifty, but you're still rocking like some old gen techs. I mean, like, here's an example of like where we know, like, Nintendo needs to step up and get some more hardware. Like, let's say, like, Genshin Impact, for example. Yep. That thing has still yet to come out because of hardware issues. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason it has not come out yet. And I do think one potential reason um, that it's not, that we're not getting the next-gen Switch, like, perhaps this year, is because I do think it's going to add more of a development process problem as it is. Because games coming over to the Switch when they've been on other consoles, there's already a new development process to get it adjusted. But think about it. If you do the new switch, you basically kind of have to do it twice, more or less. One to fit oh, yeah, you're right. One to fit for this switch with the lesser hardware, one to fit for the new switch with the better hardware. You more or less have to do it twice if you want to be able to maximize the other one. You know what I mean? You know, that, that was one common kind of thing that I saw online about this as well. But, I mean, this whole thing was just like true Nintendo fashion. We've been bamboozled again, See, though. Now it makes sense why all Nintendo games had to be able to run on freaking Windows 98. Yep, it makes sense. And for anyone that maybe has tuned into this show for the first time and have no idea what I'm talking about, before they recently updated their servers, their online servers, which w- were very, very old, um, <laughs> they had a test feature that would see if like Splatoon would w- run on Windows 98 with their old servers. I can't make this up for anyone that, you know, maybe hasn't listened to the show before and hasn't, you know, heard that news in the past. Like that's a legit thing. So yeah, you're right. That it does make a little it bit makes more a sense. Little bit more sense. I mean, overall, it it looks real nice as you yeah, said. Yeah, it does look pretty. And I mean, the screen will probably make, definitely make a huge difference for handheld, but Yep. Yeah, in agreement for dock. I got my big ass like 52-inch 4K, so Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it's really not a big deal. I did also find it really funny when a lot of people were pointing out that the the PS Vita and the OLED Switch were not that different, and the PS Vita <laughs> was so much older. 
you know, I did think that was actually really funny where they were even just like, hey, man, even the PS Vita can at least organize stuff in the folders and it has themes. You know, what are you doing, Switch? You can have a whole freaking soundtrack on it. <laughs> exactly. I did find that pretty funny. But like I said, if you're a handheld player, the Switch OLED model is going to be for you. Most, I would definitely say if you have an OG Switch, not even the red box and you play a lot of handheld, I'd go and you play a lot of Switch. I'd buy this. I'd buy this 100%. Uh, all right, let's hop over from there. Uh, let's hit the Assassin's Creed stuff. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed. So recently there was uh, some news. Uh, it was originally a report that came out from Bloomberg, uh, you know, post by Jason Schreier, and uh, talking about a new Assassin's Creed project. This is currently codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinity, which makes perfect sense with what we're going to be talking about here. And not long after, Ubisoft did put out their own statement, and Jason Schreier did also backtrack on his personal Twitter where he said, hey, just for everyone to know, I've been talking about Ubisoft for this for weeks. They did not just scramble to post up an, an article because Bloomberg put one up, just for the record, for anyone that might have been curious about that. But uh, basically, well, here's what we got. Assassin's Creed Infinity is like the next big project for Assassin's Creed. As, as we've seen with the last three games, they've really gone to this big open world, you know, RPG type of feel with Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. You know, straying away from the, the the kind of the setup that we've had for years to you know years in the past. Well, Infinity is going to apparently be a live service game, which did not set well with a lot of people. Uh, it's going to apparent. With that said, it's going to contain multiple historic uh, historical settings. Uh, it's also a cross studio collab with Ubisoft Montreal and Ubisoft Quebec. Uh, the rumored launch is. Apparently, 2024, that is very much up in the air because Ubisoft, of course, has been dealing with a shit ton of allegations. Yep. And they're trying to, they're working out all the insiders and, you know, trying to, you know, figure out who's going to stay, who's going to get fired, all that shit. So that's a big take it with a huge grain of salt. So basically, what this is essentially is going to be is, you know, the way that I was kind of described and the way that I kind of understood it's like, think of like a central hub where you can go in and hop into more or less, I guess, like different air quotes games of Assassin's Creed. I'm not saying the games that we've come to know in the past, like you're not going to necessarily be able to like go play Assassin's Creed 2 or this. It's not like a collection. It's like just multiple, like like just think of expansions that you're going to be able to kind of hop, hop in between where you could get one to two large content expansions a year, kind of like an MMO, but it's not necessarily a multiplayer game, at least from what I've understood. You know, you said you saw some yeah. reports about it potentially being multiplayer, which I wouldn't necessarily be against on that because that low-key, the Assassin's Creed multiplayer back in the day was actually pretty fun. I played it on Brotherhood and Revelations, and it was actually a pretty good time. But I have I haven't understood it to be a multiplayer MMO experience. I've understood it to just be like you know, which it being like a central hub of different things. Kind of honestly, like let's be real, you know, Assassin's Creed fans. You know, let's be. It kind of makes sense with the whole you know Animus thing. You know. Like imagine like you being like a Desmond getting into an Animus and going through different stuff. Well, that's how that's one way I kind of thought about it. But anyway, what, what's what's some thoughts you have? I mean, it, it does make sense you say because when you look back at all the Assassin's Creed games, it sort of had that thing after uh, Desmond and everything. It was always pretty much there was some weird thing of well, because what was it? Uh, Black Flag actually mm -hmm. is a whole thing where well. Black Flag, you're a random employee that's just injected into it because. They've used the information from Desmond to make the Animus an entertainment system right. for people to watch these different historical dramas and whatnot and live them through the Animus entertainment and whatnot and uh, everything else. So, I mean, it does make sense making a central hub thing. My only issue with this is, like, 
in which it's mostly just because we don't have enough information. Like, True. it's going to be Central Hub is more or less going to be like an archive where they put all their new games and like, are they going to be full length size games like they've been doing? Or is it going to be more like uh, what we got a couple years back, like the Assassin's Creed, India, Russia, and China? Yeah, I remember those. The, which were the 2D scrollers. They were much smaller Assassin's Creed games, and they were also 2D platformers. And, I mean, from my understanding, they were all right, but they weren't the Assassin's Creed experience that people know and enjoy, especially now since uh, they've gone to these gigantic uh, time killer of RPG-style Assassin's Creed, which people can put 100, 200 hours easily if they really want to try and find everything. Yeah, it's very true. Like I know like we've talked about before, Valhalla going up to like potentially like 200 something hours. Like it has like an insane amount of time that you can put into it. Um, you know, one way that I kind of thought about this as well is uh, just because when it comes to this game and its expansions, it is very well set up in all different areas is I kind of, I kind of think of it like an elder scrolls online. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, every expansion that like, they go to like a different region or yeah. a different, whatever I kind of relate to that where like every single, you know, few months, like maybe it's like twice a year, or once a year, you get the new content update for Assassin's Creed infinity and you're going to Japan and the next one you're going to Russia or, you know, UK or, you know, whatever. Right. That, that That's kind of how I relate it. But you know, it being live service, I can understand people being upset about that live service it has its fandom and and then there's you know in a game like assassin's Creed, that's been the way that it has been for what 13 15 years easily i I i think assassin's creed one was 2007 maybe um i could be wrong on that um i mean you know assassin's creed having its single player you know formula for so long and now it potentially going to live service i can get why people are upset i mean i understand it i'm not you know 100 percent. but at the same time like for just content reasons i, I don't think it's gonna be a bad thing because like you know like zach mentioned like we've talked about before one of the biggest problems with the past few assassin's creed is just the sheer amount of content where it's just like a majority, like a majority of content in like Valhalla, most gamers are never going to get to. They're never going to see. They're never going to experience just because there's so much to play, you know. Because I will say this, and I am definitely a victim of this. One thousand percent, I'm a victim of this, as a lot of people are. The one problem that Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft has had for many years is they've had like I don't know what game really started it for me. It was post three. After three, I, I, it was very tough for me to pick back up an Assassin's Creed game, where it's just Ubisoft f- uh, fatigue. You know what I mean? Uh, where you know it's like nope. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I suffered through Assassin's Creed one. <laughs> I mean, so did I. I, I. So did I. So I feel you. But you know, just Ubisoft fatigue is is a common thing that a lot of people suffer from. Where you know, Valhalla or Origins or Odyssey, people will dump like 30, 40 hours into it. And they might still only be like on the first part or the second part, and there's still multiple to go. And they're just like, God, oh, I'm going to put this down. I'll pick it back up. Uh, you know, I'll pick it back up a while, you know, in a couple of weeks or something. And then it's like one year later, still hasn't touched it. Pretty much. So I, that's why I don't, I don't think a live service will be a terrible thing for Assassin's Creed because I do feel like, I feel like the games have gotten stale. 
yeah, that you know, I have not you know really played enough of the newer ones to maybe make my opinion super validated there. But just from someone who has tried to touch pretty much almost every Assassin's Creed that's come out since really three, that was the last one I played. I've tried to touch them, mm-hmm. man. I just I, I I can't get them to I can't get into them. Like I I don't know. I, I I'm suffering from the fatigue for sure. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily stale. I think it's more just as you said. And we've said before is there is so much into these games where you easily get sidetracked and forget the whole main storyline. And playing not, well, people are age range and whatnot that does tons of stuff and everything. You can play a game for solid two or three weeks easily, but then after three weeks, you're like, I need to do something else. Yeah. But, I mean, for other people, they can just keep going until the end. But I think that's the biggest thing with these is just just the amount of open-worldness that there is and which has all turned out great. They play fun and everything is just... I guess if Infinity is going to be a live service and maybe smaller uh, batches of games, I just wonder how it's going to feel and play. Because if it is going to be sort of smaller, consistent updates here and there, what's sort of going to be the drive to want to keep back? Because there's been also other franchises that have sort of done that over the last year or two that haven't done well, like Wolfenstein. Mm -hmm. They did uh, Youngbloods, which was a live service game. It was was just sort of brushed under the rug. Um, There's one other one I can't think of right off the top of my head now, which I knew that was sort of okay, but then wasn't the greatest. Right. So, I mean, I I guess until we get more information, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it yet because the Assassin's Creed, as you said, has been a large franchise, and you're right. The first one was actually in 2007. Bingo. And um, it was, it's just a weird feeling of thinking that it's not going to be these single-player, hey, everything's here. Right. Almost makes me think of, since it's Assassin's Creed, it's almost Hitman, which Hitman did well as live service, even though people weren't happy with it initially. It actually turned out fine. So I guess depending on if it's similar, like how Hitman ended up doing live service, it might be pretty good, but we'll find out. Yeah, and uh, one last little tidbit on this before we move on is uh, it, this whole thing does remind me of a previous conversation we had, and this conversation was actually sparked up because of Ahala which is, you know, what do you prefer? Do you prefer like a short 10 to 20, 10 to 30 hour experience game or the 50, 60, 70, 80 plus? And, you know, it kind of reminds me of that conversation because one possible thing that you can get out of these live service game with these expansions is imagine an expansion like going to Japan or something is a 10 hour experience, 10 Mm -hmm. to 15 hour experience. And then it's just a 10 to 15 hour experience every single time, a year apart, six months apart. That might bring some more life to Assassin's Creed potentially. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it is something that I am a little excited for to see more information on because, again, I've been very much out of the franchise for so long. I follow along with it. I have a lot of love for the franchise. But uh, maybe this is something that could really pull me back in. I don't know. I, I do understand why people are upset, though. I do get it. 
Uh, with that said, let's hop over to the state of play that took place on July 8th and give our thoughts on all the announcements there. Got uh, basically 11 different things that kind of went on with the state of play. One thing I will say that was disappointing was uh, there, you know, there didn't see any more on uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which is set to come out in August. Kind of mm-hmm. disappointing we didn't see anything else on that, especially with how close it is. Yeah. Uh, didn't see any more on this game called Stray, which is a game where you play as a cat. <laughs> and I do want to play this game. I want It's like a cyberpunk-esque game where you play as a cat. And I want to play it. Uh, no information on that. That's still set to come out this year. We just don't know when. Uh, but with that, let's jump into what we did have announced. So the, first up, we have Moss Book 2 was announced. Uh, we had Arcade Ageddon announced, it, which is a multiplayer game from Predator Hunting Grounds and Friday 13th uh, de- dev teams. Early access is right now, and it's set to come out on PS5 and PC in 2022. Uh, this is something that actually looks pretty entertaining. You know what's interesting? The group that does, that has done this, is doing this game and the other games they're playing, they always ha- do solid multiplayer games, get a large f- player base for a long time, and then they have their niche one that stays around. Right. But then they just move on to their other game. Yeah. <laughs> so they make fairly entertaining games. It's just they don't ever, so far, they have not become just gigantic player base games. Right. Yeah, this is a game that actually looked pretty fun. Um, so looking forward to seeing potentially more on that. Like I said, early access is right now, so you can check that out if you, you know if you want to. Uh, we did get to see more on Tribes of Midgar. Uh, you know, the first season, season one, the Wolf Saga. This game is, of course, set to come out this month on the twenty seventh. And Zach, I know you mentioned to me privately that after you watched this, that uh, you may have been more interested in the game. Yes, most definitely. After uh, seeing this whole setup, I mean. I'm actually very much more intrigued by it, and I might actually pick it up if, depending on whether any of our group of people we play with pick it up. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it might be fun by itself, but I feel like considering you can have up to 10 people right. in a group would probably be a lot more fun. Yeah, we maybe see if uh, John and Jimmy want to do it. Yeah. You know, all four of us do it, talk about it here on the show. That could be something we could look into. Um, another game that we had announced, uh, at least I think it was announced. This is me being a very terrible host of a, of a podcast. I did not do prior research to see if it was announced in the past, and we just got a new trailer for it. But a game called Fist, uh, it is a side-scroller game. It is set to come out this year in September, September 7th. And uh, this is a game that I actually really have my eye on. So basically the characters look like edgy Star Fox characters, and that enough is makes me here for it. Star Fox is another one of those Nintendo franchises that I have a lot of love for and would like more content out of it. Um, but, I mean, that's basically, like, your your pro tag is a bunny with a big-ass mechanical fist on his back. And it's a side-scroller game just kind of running through it. I mean, like, I saw a character that basically looked like Crystal from Star Fox. I'm not, I'm not joking. Like, take Star Fox characters, make them a little bit more edgy in a cyberpunk world, and boom, you got Fist. Um, did you have any thoughts on Fist? How would you feel if you just heard someone, Fist, do a corkscrew! I would lose my shit. I would l- absolutely lose my shit. That would be amazing. I would love that. This is a game that didn't really catch your eye, though, right? I mean, I'm not a big fan of 2D platformers. Um, I don't know. They just don't really interest me anymore. See, I, I'm, I'm with you for the most part, right? There's a couple here and there that are pretty entertaining, a couple here and there that I, I would like to play. You know, this is one of those few that is the couple here and there. So this is one that I may pick up here on the 7th. Uh, we also get to look at uh, Hunter's Arena Legends, which is already on PC. It's like it's, it's leaving its early access on PC. Uh, this is set to come out on PS4 and PS5 in August with PlayStation Plus. You know, it's a live service 
dress up brawler is how it was described when I when I kind of read this before I watched the trailer, and uh, it basically this is like a knockoff Soul Caliber. That's all it looks like to me. Yeah, no, they showed this, and I thought it was funny. I was like, this has been on PC, and I'm aware that it doesn't have great reviews on PC. So as soon as I saw it was coming to play, I was just like, PC player base has completely died, hasn't it? Yep, it, it is. It is dead. Uh, another thing that we got to see more on is uh, we got to see more on uh, Sifu, which is delayed to 2022. But on the plus side, it still looks great. I actually know what the heck it is now. Yeah, and now now you're pretty pumped for it. I mean, yeah, no, it actually looks pretty entertaining. It's a martial arts uh, roguelite from what it looks like. Because before this, all we've gotten is just some guy doing martial arts sh- slowly getting older. Right. But now we actually sort of got to see this sort of, I guess, every time... He gets his face punched in. He skips a couple years and comes back to fight through it again. It was nice seeing. Yeah. Uh, we also got to see another look at uh, Jet the Far Shore, which didn't really look super entertaining to me. I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep during it. Did you? I did. I, <laughs> I know it was a couple. I know it was a few minutes worth. Yeah, no, I sort of was watching and I sort of just closed my eyes. And by the time I looked back, I was like, Oh, it's ending. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I was gonna. You know, I, you, you know, with with what would have been next, you might as well just stay to sleep because the next thing we got to take a look at is the the Demon Slayer game, uh, Hinokami Chronicles. We got to see another trailer for that coming out in October uh, October fifteenth. And man, I gotta say, it just looks like dog shit. It does not look good. It does not. Look, it does not look like a fun game. Like, I mean, if you're a fan of like really like in my what I'm gonna call cheap ass anime games, then yeah, sure, hit it up. But man, I feel like almost pretty much any anime gets a shit game, except for like Dragon Ball is like really the only one where it's usually pretty much a, a d- decent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naruto had its good stretch with the storm, uh, the four storm games. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the Shinobi Striker is absolute garbage. Blows me away. They're still supporting it, but they're still supporting Jump Force of all things. So, but yeah, this Demon Slayer game just look like, looks like complete dog shit. Like, have no have no intentions to pick it up personally. Um, we also get to l- take a look at uh, Lost Judgment gameplay, which is, you know, a crime thr- uh, thriller game. Woo! It is a sequel to the uh, 2019 Yakuza spinoff game, just Judgment. called Judgment. Uh, this coming out uh, September 24th, and it is a global launch. Uh, this is one that I know you're pumped for. I'm super hyped for it. I've played yeah. Judgment. Judgment was fun. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of Judgment, the, just the Yakuza series in, in general. I know you've been playing Like a Dragon a lot recently. That's what yeah. it's called, right? Like a Dragon? Yeah. Okay. Right. Like a Dragon, which is the weird... RPG spinoff, which yeah, makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that series because it's fully aware of itself because it makes jokes about what the heck are you doing? <laughs> right. And then the next thing that we had before the big closeout, you know, we already knew what the closeout was going to be. We knew it was going to be Deathloop. They already said that up front. We knew that was what was coming. So the final little piece here that we got to see is we got to see more on Death Stranding Director's Cut, which, of course, was revealed at Summer Game Fest. Um, you know, this is set for September 24th release. Uh, it is a $10 upgrade from the PS4. Cross save is supported as new story missions, uh, combat mechanics, and a new racing mode. And I got to say, Death Stranding is a game that has never piqued my interest. But after seeing everything on the director's cut, might look into picking it up. You know, seeing the director's cut trailer is the most I've ever seen of Death Stranding besides just Rita Norman as a carrying a child. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it was funny after 
the after the director's cut was revealed, everyone on Twitter was like popping off. It's like, holy shit, Death Stranding has actual combat now. It's like this game actually might be finally good. I, I don't know. I did think that was kind of interesting that with this director's cut, uh, Kojima's adding so much more gameplay mechanics. You know what I mean? Like, it's understandable to get new story missions, new modes. Like that, That's all understandable and good. But the fact that you're getting a lot more gameplay mechanics, I thought was very interesting. Um, I mean, I think Kojima just went too far on the oddball scale for Death Stranding. I think he did, too. Because it was first game under his own production. Right. And Kojima's known for doing weird crap. Yep. And... Um, I think he just took it and did his thing and just it was just a bit too much and since it was his production no one reined him in to add some more gameplay and then he saw the reaction like okay we can fix it. You know just thinking about you know what uh, Death Stranding was you know and with in terms of like I guess lack of gameplay it kind of makes me think it really just reminds me what it what did Everwild look like before the reboot? <laughs> right. Like, it's the first thing I think of. Is like how like what did Everwild look like? Will we ever get to see it? No, nope. we won't. But I am very curious. And, and then, of course, what closed out the show was nine minutes of Deathloop gameplay. This, of Ooh. course, is set to come out September 14th, 2021. Uh, Zach, you know, I know you're really pumped up for uh, Deathloop. You know, what did you think of uh, all the gameplay? I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, I really wish could have seen some more of the abilities and exactly how the guns themselves, because the game, pretty much the game is a very supposed to be a, almost a twitch shooter like um, investigation to find out where all these targets you're supposed to kill are. But the thing that really got me, which is probably going to be a giant trigger for a lot of players, is the fact that one of the targets you got to kill, Julia, is either an AI or player character that shows up on the map at times to end your day. Just end your day. Yeah, her goal is to end you, and your goal is to end her. And from my understanding with uh, Deathloop, you only win if you manage to kill all nine of the targets. She's one of the targets. So you can kill all eight targets, but if you lose to the AI or player, guess what? Start over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough, man. That's rough. Were you overall impressed, though? I mean, you were disappointed you didn't see a couple things, but as a whole, were you? you know, this is a game that you're planning to pick up. So, I mean, overall, were you, cause, were, were you impressed? I mean, was I overly impressed? No, just because Dishonored had a lot of that stuff. Mm. And I'm more curious about how easily it flows. If it flows as well as it keeps showing in all these gameplay trailers, I will be happy with it. But if there's a lot of stuttering and whatnot, yeah. Right. Well, I'll be brutally honest. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't watch the uh, the nine minutes of the gameplay. Mostly because Deathloop, like everything I've seen up to this point, hasn't interested me. Yeah, uh, I did skim through it. I did skim through it a little bit, and still, just I was hoping it gained some interest for me. I still just personally don't have any. Um, there are certain aspects about it that does seem pretty neat. Uh, one thing I did think was kind of funny because I, I saw a lot of people make jokes about this online is that, oh, look, uh, you know, State of Play coming out talking about a game from an Xbox studio. Yep. All <laughs> 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 focused here on Deathloop. But, uh, I mean, overall, it, it honestly really wasn't a terrible state of play. Uh, you know, they showed some, you know, some pretty nice little things there. Like, it's nothing over the top, though. You know, we're waiting for no. Horizon, you know, Forbidden West. We're waiting to hear more on God of War. We're waiting to hear. 
hear more on this or that or whatever. You know, which I got, I got to think, well, like when when is the next state of play going to be? Are we going to get one potentially next month? We're going to get one in September, you know, like, and I would imagine the next one that we get, um, I, you know, we already had a humongous horizon focused ones. I doubt we'll get another one of those. Yeah, probably not. Um, so I'm just, I'm just kind of curious when we'll get the, uh, the, the next, you know, big state of play. Cause you know, as of now, I would still very much safely say, since we don't have a release date for horizon, Sony's like, you know, holiday release is still very much in question. It is. You know, Nintendo's got kind of hammered out thanks to E3, uh, Xbox, you know, still is kind of working through theirs. I mean, we, we know it's going to be a pretty decent one cause it's got horizon and halo, but Sony, what you got is horizon set. Are we good? Cause I know there, you know, Herman was talking, it could be pushed back to early next year. So, you know, what, what do we have going on from Sony? Apollo justice trilogy. I'm sure you would enjoy that. Do you know what Apollo justice is? Nope. It's ace attorney. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you and your ace attorney. I can always dream. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe one day. You never know, man. We've seen hey, I mean, look, Advance Wars came back. All right. Fair enough. So you so never metal slug, so Yeah, and Metal Slug. So you never know. Uh, but I mean, overall, pretty, pretty decent week of stuff that happened. Um, you know, shout out to just being where we've been just completely bamboozled again with the switch stuff, the switch pro who knows in when, or if it's going to actually happen, uh, Assassin's Creed infinity. Um, and then of course, state of play. A Switch Pro is just a switch with a 4k screen. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Man, maybe maybe one day we'll get it, dude. Maybe one day. But, uh, no, I think that does it. I think we got everything uh, here that we wanted to talk about, everything to hit on. Uh, Zach, do you have any, like, last thoughts on everything that we talked about? Um, Did you know what the heck Moss was? Ma- no. Okay. I watched the trailer, and I'm just like, what's this Stuart Little-looking motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, I was sort of down with it, that it went, Moss, book two, I went... What the heck was the first one? Yeah, that was what I asked. I, I didn't bother to look because, again, I'm a terrible podcast host. I didn't bother to Google, like, was there a first one? Or is this just happened to be the title, book two? You well, know? I also, as soon as I said PlayStation VR, I went, oh, I will never touch this. Yes, that will never happen. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I forgot to put that on the script. Uh, yeah, that is a PlayStation VR title where you get to run around as a little Stuart Little-looking motherfucker, but... No, I have no idea what that is. Okay, no idea what cool. that is. Uh, I mean, I don't know. My my last thoughts on everything that we talked about here is, uh, you know, further drive the 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 nail here. If you've never played Conquer Live and Reloaded and you got games with gold, check it out. That is my, I think my number one is to check out Conquer Live and Reloaded. It is a fun game. You will just kick back and have a laugh from beginning to end. It is so fucking stupid. I mean, one of your bosses is literally... A giant pile of shit, and that's not a joke. And I believe anyone who's ever looked into odd singing bosses, the Conquer, the Great Giant Poo. The has, Great Mighty Poo, yeah. Has shown up on several occasions in your searches. I am the Great Mighty Poo, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. Yep. It is a great game, man. Cannot recommend that one enough. But yeah, uh, Zach, did you have any last thoughts on everything? No, not really on anything else other than what we already stated. Gotcha. All right, well, I guess we're going to finish up the show here then. Um, 
Uh, Zach, you got any last words here for the show itself? You know, anything to say to the listeners? Uh, if you can or want to, if you can like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows, does help. If you're watching this on YouTube and like what's going on, you can hit the subscribe button. And if you really like what's going on and actually want to be updated when stuff is posted, you can hit the bell to show up in your feed. Thank you. Yeah, and we're also going to have lighthearted gamers clips starting with this episode. Uh, we have started that over at Animan Plus where we're starting to put up clips of the episode so you guys can make sure to check that out if you just need kind of like a cliff note version. But hey, we'd still appreciate it if you listen to the full show. There's there's always some nice little gems in there, you know, that you can just go through and listen and have a good time with. Uh, but with that said, hopefully you guys have an absolutely phenomenal day. Uh, and... Um, yeah, I got I got nothing else. My brain just died. So that's it. Have a great day everyone. See you. Bye.